Last week, we tested your knowledge of the WWE using your ears. Tonight, we test your knowledge using your eyes with something called Who's That Body? We are going to put a picture of a WWE superstar up on our Jumbo Titantron. The only catch is it will be from the neck down. It will be up to you to tell us who that WWE superstar is. Whoever has the most correct answers at the end will win the competition one step closer to immunity. Understood? All right, with that said, let's put a body up there. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your boy, Primo Nando. And of course, Larry Larry. The Larry Larryest, where I'm trying to learn your theme song lyrics. <laughs> but no success yet. Don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> no, I can't even hum it. <laughs> Just karma, like... karma, 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 karma. <laughs> We come and go. We come and go. Whoa. I don't know the rest. I, <laughs> I don't know the rest, and we're trying to um, figure out how long uh, Karma, aka Awesome Kong's run in WWE, was without looking it up. <laughs> I could have swore she made like that first appearance. And then she got pregnant or was pregnant. Yeah, I and remember. And then she went away, but I could have swore she came back. No, she she def- she definitely came back. Was it just once or was it twice? I think she just came back once for that rumble when she beat up Michael Cole. That's all I remember when she came back after, after. And I think that was the last time? Maybe I just keep remembering that one over and over. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you're absolutely right where she left because of the whole pregnancy thing. And then she came back maybe three or four years later and that's where she entered the Royal Rumble because I remember they made a big deal since I think at that point it was she was only the third woman to be in the Royal Rumble I think I think she was there after Beth Phoenix at yeah that. it was after Beth yeah Beth was number two yeah after China yeah so yeah, I think you're right it's definitely where she came back but I can't remember if she only came back for the Rumble or if she had like a mini run after that. But I don't even know, man. I could have swore she did a whole bunch more than she actually did in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, uh, it kind of reminds me of Caval's little streak because it was literally just season two, a couple of matches on the main roster, and then he was just gone after. It was like a very short run. It was a sneeze, definitely. Yeah. Welcome back, or if this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome. We are <laughs> kind of literally in the middle of season three now, I, I believe. I forget if they mentioned this in this episode or in the previous one, but... I think it was this one. Yeah, I think it was this one where uh, Stryker had mentioned that we're at the halfway point, so that is the same for us with season three. And yeah, it's a, it's been a very interesting season, to say the least, I would say. It's it's interesting. I think you had brought it up on the last episode where they definitely have found their groove now when it comes to pacing themselves and having a format, because I think now they realize because of the inability to have long term matches that they're really focusing on the challenges. So they've definitely made it more of a challenge show now versus what the first two seasons were. Definitely. It's like open up segment. Mm-hmm. Match, segment. Yeah. Segment. <laughs> Match, maybe end, maybe segment, maybe promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely going to a, a very formulaic formula, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, yeah, it, at least they found a format this time compared to season one where they really didn't figure out until like halfway throughout the season holding on by the seat of their pants (laughs) for sure sure. all right so this is going to be an interesting episode where this is technically episode 35 but since we always mention that we watch this on the wwe network 
this episode, or I should say, starting with episode 33, these episodes are also available on WWE's YouTube channel. And this is the rare exception where you actually get more from that episode of uh, of of the YouTube version rather than the network version. So as we go through this, we're just actually going to recap the network version. But then afterwards, we'll kind of mention some of the segments that were cut on the network. But yeah, this is by far now the shortest episode at, mm-hmm. at around 30, 33 minutes, I believe. And yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting because... If they didn't bring up something later, I would have thought, yeah, for some reason, they just made this episode really shorter. But then, uh, yeah, we'll cover that during the um, post-episode wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah, this episode comes from October 19th, 2010 at the Rexwell, Rexal? Rexall? 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 Rexall. <laughs> uh, place? Palace? <laughs> place? Place. <laughs> <laughs> place in Edmonton. Alberta, Canada. <laughs> Mr. Storm? <laughs> no, no. No, nah, he was from Calgary. Uh, he whose name shall not be spoken is from Edmonton. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> oh, Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> the Voldemort. Yeah, he's from Edmonton. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll definitely not go there <laughs> mm, yeah man pro wrestling is why i know so many countries in canada anyway yeah, or what, yeah. provinces whatever they call them mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> states and provinces <laughs> see man no all that stuff <laughs> good point yeah i i think i'm the same way when there's uh specific ge- geographical questions on any of those app games or whatever they're like which is uh, so-and-so city? And I'm like, oh, that's Le- Lexington, uh, what was it? Lexington, Kentucky, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. It is. So I'm like, yeah, that's in Kentucky. I know that. <laughs> Thanks to wrestling. <laughs> I think it's a combination now of doing this podcast where we've known so many wrestlers' locations. But now since we hear the arenas that these uh, episodes come from, like you also memorize those locations. Save Mart Center, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> uh, all right <laughs> so let's get to it so yeah we uh start off the show with the standard intro and yeah as much as uh <laughs> as, as much as like they clown on it being on wwe network they still have pyro man yeah <laughs> i got that in my notes too i was like oh still got fireworks let's do it yeah so they're not doing that bad <laughs> if they're still able to uh use fireworks on a uh, wwe.com exclusive episode so that's right there you go <laughs> so yeah i i had here too that in the intro they still have um in the intro they still have jamie with the bella twins so i i think they probably had a pretty neutral split up when they uh, didn't renew her contract because normally similar to what happened in season one, when Carlito ended up uh, leaving, they just modify the intro and didn't include him in there. But, True. but with Jamie, they still keep her and they even mention her on, uh, on the episode still. So I guess they must add like a pretty good relationship and mutual uh, separation. That It was amicable. Yeah. That's such a rare thing to happen in the world of wrestling <laughs> i think the only one i remember last is just dean ambrose uh john moxley where uh they really just gave him a, a send-off and weren't really bitter about the whole thing even though he went to the uh the competitor you know? and he's bitter about everything <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> so that's why it was it's very surprising because yeah when uh when people like jericho or uh what's his face tjp leave they like erase them from history but you got a guy like john moxley who's a bigger star now in aew but they still gave him like a pretty good send-off like yeah no damn sense. <laughs> anyway so yeah striker mentions that we are two weeks away from the next elimination and uh that naomi and aj both have one point apiece in the next round of immunity cha- in, in the immunity count as they're coming down to the ring, Cole actually also mentions that he's he's really starting to like Maxine. So, I mean, it makes the most sense since like he's the top heel overall in the show, and Maxine is the top female heel throughout mm-hmm. the group. So, top competitor heel. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's always trying to be at the top, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. 
So as, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Stryker had mentioned that we're at the halfway point of the season, but then gets interrupted by Miss Vicky Guerrero. Thank God. She comes out and she's uh, she's mostly just ragging on Caitlyn's outfit <laughs> and wasn't anything obscure. I think she just wanted to push something here. She's just hating. Yeah. That's all it was. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pick on you. Yeah. So they had mentioned last week where they wanted to kind of uh, patch things up after their matchup from two weeks ago. So Vicky says that she wants to refocus and become her pro again. And uh, she tells someone from the stage to bring down something that she has for Caitlyn. Ends up just being a uh, a hoodie or a sweatshirt. Or yep, a, just a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caitlin doesn't really want to wear it, and she just drops it. And Maxine, of all people, just comes on the mic and says, "Like, see, this is what I'm talking about: being disrespectful to your pro. If if uh, if anything, I would want Vicky Guerrero as my pro. And then I think they had rehearsed it too much. Where Alicia Fox, I, it, it felt to the point where. Maxine didn't even finish saying the sentence. Like Alicia Fox was leading that conversation and she should have been responding to what like Maxine was saying. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Like, like Maxine <clears throat> barely set finished her sentence when Alicia Fox like hit her cue way too early and said, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you need time to to process when mm-hmm. a sentence is. She jumped over like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what did you mean by something, something, something? I actually explained it better than what you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is where yeah you can definitely tell that the acting the acting chops chops are not uh up to par yet. Where <laughs> another one bites the dust, <laughs> and I think it's always that thing. I think you can even mention in pro wrestling where you have to really feel out the moment, and it's also a production cue too, mm-hmm. where you don't want to give that illusion where like yeah it's so scripted that people are jumping their cue, and you can definitely tell in that sense, and I think what people always say in wrestling where you kind of have to savor a natural moment when like the rock and uh, Hogan, for example, when they were just doing the stare off that it should have just been something very short, but they felt the crowd and they just like kind of elongated it just because they felt, felt the moment, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. That's like when you see, uh, <laughs> when you see like Chris Jericho come out and then the crowd is singing this song, oh, and yeah, he just yeah. like stands there and absorbs yeah. it. And then, like, as soon as they stop, then he goes about his business. Like, you weren't just sitting there listening to the crowd, like, yeah. the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of the thing where, and I get it. I, I'm the same way if I have to do some public public speaking where I'm trying to memorize what I'm saying, that maybe I'm not paying attention to the environment, that I'm just trying to, like, get through what I'm supposed to say, mm. that I'm not really absorbing my surroundings. So I get it. But I think that's the part that kind of shows you people's inexperience when they're cutting promos out there. You know? it's, it's a little bit of like showmanship too. Cause mm-hmm. like now that I just kind of thought about it in my head, it's like almost like, um, I can think about it. Like when I'm battling, like, mm-hmm. like when I write my stuff and I practice it, I just go straight through it. But then like, there are going to be moments where people are going to like laugh or just like do something. And yeah, you got to yeah, like, yeah. like compose yourself enough to stop, wait, and then just get right back into it. Like, so you know, I think the same thing applies when, like, when Foxy was trying to hit her line, she just jumped in a little bit too early because she just wanted to get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like she was a little too anxious, it seemed. I think I remember hearing something similar on the Chris Van Vliet podcast with, I believe it was Sean Spears or someone else from AEW. And he had mentioned that the Young Bucks are so aware of the current. Or I should say, they're so aware of their audience in AEW that when they plan plan out their matches, they plan it out to a T to even to the point where when they rehearse a certain spot, they know to wait for like the 
the uh, this is awesome chance or whatever because they already know how the crowd is going to react so they know where they can kind of uh have some downtime before they do mm. the next spot so that's that's crazy to the point where you can even predict when you know you hit like a big move that you have to actually anticipate for the reaction so i thought mm-hmm. that i thought that was really insane to to the point where people can even plan those moments mm-hmm. yeah alicia starts walking down to the ring because she's offended that maxine thought or she thought that Maxine didn't want her as her pro, that mm-hmm. she thought she would prefer Vicky. But then Vicky Guerrero actually steps you know, steps up and defends Maxine, which I thought was interesting. But even then, Alicia Fox was still kind of uh, bitter over the whole thing mm-hmm. and says, like, OK, why not have our rookies go one on one and see who's the better pro? So she pretty much just volunteers Maxine for a match and Caitlin into a matchup here at this point. So even Josh has mentioned it where Stryker is like, okay, so do you want to see this matchup? Let's have it right now. And then Josh is like, well, there's our GM, <laughs> Matt Stryker. <laughs> We've been saying it's in season one. So I feel the evil overlord of NXT, man. Yeah. I think he's still running the scenes now. It's kind of like AEW's uh, Dark Order, <laughs> where it's like the exalted one. It's basically Matt Stryker is the. Uh, secretly the exalted one of nxt you know so we go to commercial break and when we come back they show another graphic of wwe.com and yeah we were kind of talking about this before recording where i saw a little graphic in the thumbnail where it showed the big shows movie knucklehead and dude i i swear i forgot about all these movies but it's now that we're recapping this era I forgot how many movies WWE Bro, they were cranking them <laughs> out. Like everybody was getting movies back in the day. It was like, what? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Ted DiBiase was in Marine movies, blood. Like yeah. everybody was in something. Yeah. Cause I swear I only remember, of course, John Cena and I remember uh Triple H's The Chaperone. <laughs> but then I forgot about all these other like movies with the big show and yeah, DiBiase, The Miz and uh, Randy Orton was in twelve rounds. Yeah, well. he's yeah. in twelve rounds. Didn't they do a twelve rounds with Dolph Ziggler and yeah. Rusev? But yeah. like, come on, man! Like everybody, they was just throwing them out. Like boom, boom. They had franchises at some point. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that movie with Kane? Uh, I'll see no evil. Yeah, that was. I think that's still other than the Marine, still their top grossing movie because. It made a lot of money, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they had Holly Berry and like David Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So random. <laughs> so random. Yeah, I think we should do maybe not every movie, but we should do one or two of the, just those uh, guilty pleasures just to see like Ugh. what they're all about. Just to just to get a I know. ain't even watched none of them. I just remember seeing one of those like I seen what <laughs> I seen part of whatever Marine movie had oh, Ted DiBiase yeah. in it, and yeah. I just remember seeing him shoot up a whole bunch of people. And I was just like, <laughs> "What is happening right now?" So I don't know if I can mess with them like that. I know. I've I think I've only seen the Marine, and it wasn't bad. But you're right. Like, do I want to see six more versions of that? <laughs> it's and it's like three of them were starting to miss. Yeah. Uh, that uh, yeah, that threw me back just seeing that thumbnail. I, I can't wait until we keep going more, more episodes and I see another movie that I forget about. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see all these movies that I never even think about watching. Yeah. I'm never going to watch Knucklehead ever. I know. <laughs> uh, Walt, what is this? So put on my shorts. Wow. This is Walter Crump. <laughs> this is Eddie Sullivan. Eddie wants to turn Walter into a fighter. Champions, we gotta act like it, right, big guy? Oh, God Almighty! Knucklehead. Rated PG-13. Caitlin is actually now wearing the uh, sweatshirt during the match itself, and they show a recap of yeah, Vicky and uh, Caitlin from two weeks ago. So the interesting part about this match, and I don't know about you, but I had a really hard time reviewing this matchup because they had both Vicky and Alicia Fox <laughs> with a live microphone. And same thing, Josh is like, well, I guess I don't have to do anything today. They're, <laughs> hey, that's all your in-ring commentary, I guess. Yeah. Cole even says, that, looks like we found our new SmackDown Live announce team, so I don't have to do anything either. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it's kind of hard, but I did have here where Maxine delivered like a really good uh 
clothesline on Caitlyn. And yeah, Caitlyn was just selling really well throughout this whole matchup. And uh, there was a point where Josh even gives up and says, uh, oh, Cole says, uh, yeah, this has to be probably the worst segment I've ever seen at this point in NXT. And even Josh can't hide it at that point. He's no, like, yeah, it was very awkward. One thing I did kind of notice about Caitlyn is like her bumping is actually pretty bad. Oh, yeah. It's like very unpolished. And I was mm. just looking like, oh, man, nobody taught you how to bump yet. Mm. So it's like the match was very interesting because Caitlyn has really good offense, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I, I don't know if it was the hoodie throwing her off or something, but like oh, some yeah, of her yeah. bumping was a little questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even uh, I remember her from a couple of ma- Oh, yeah. When she had the match with, uh, with Vicky, that she, so when I mean sells, I mean, yeah, like with just her mm-hmm. expressions and everything. But yeah, you're, you're probably right when it comes to the bumping part. Her bumping is questionable. Mm-hmm. Like she lacks. But then again, I think, uh, I think they were saying or she said that she, like hadn't even wrestled yet yeah like prior to the show so i'm like oh you're like learning on the road basically literally yeah, yeah. learning as you go uh after that then yeah they're so not focused on this match where michael cole even like goes off and takes a phone call <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like goes off to talk to his mom yeah <laughs> it was very distracting because yeah during this whole time that as we're describing the match you had alicia fox and vicky Guerrero. like you can openly hear them like the audience could actually hear their uh their commentary during the match and then the home viewer has to listen to that and michael cole and josh kind of just do all this uh lallygalling yeah <laughs> lallygagging and yeah. tomfoolery yeah so it was very distracting to actually just focus on a match and you know i'm actually trying to give it 100 percent of my focus but there's just so many audio cues that i can't really focus as much and yeah even um afterwards like caitlin also kind of mistimes a spine buster it it was more where like when they were going down for the move, like that's almost like an atomic drop. Yeah, yeah. Atomic spine buster, I called it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Cole even says, Yeah, there's so many reasons, but uh it's no surprise that we're a dot com show at this point. I was Man. like, Jesus. So yeah, in the uh in the closing sequence, there was also another miscommunication on the pin sequence where I think they were mm. just trying to go back and forth where uh they were trying to do a roll up and then just like a, a crucifix pin with their legs. But mm. then they just couldn't time it right. But Caitlin, after a while, was uh, or I should say Maxine was able to roll up Caitlin with her legs and finally get the pin at 352. And yeah, Maxine actually picks up her first victory as well overall in uh, in season three. So she's finally on That's the right. Board. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely point this out more in my uh, overall review at the end but yeah i think it was just it was it was very rough to to focus through just be, because of all the distractions going mm-hmm. on so afterwards we go to commercial and when we come back we have a who's that body <laughs> diva rookie challenge so actually what i oh i'll, I'll explain the rules so all the uh diva rookies have blow horns similar to the uh theme song challenge from uh last week and they have to guess a wwe's body part from the neck down and the diva who can get the most guesses will uh will win the challenge but i figured this was actually kind of a more of a visual thing so yeah this one's hard to describe i will say this though like naomi got the first one like he was gonna give them options and it was just a sliver of torso and she's just like cody rose yeah and i was yeah. like how did how did you even yeah 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 <laughs> so what i want to actually do is i'll since this is more of a visual thing that I can't, of course, do do it justice by playing any audio clips. But I think what I'm going to do is take a screenshot of all the images and put it as an Instagram post and see if people want to, like, try it at home. Mm, and then nice. we'll see if we might even do a contest out of it or something. But Man, I know. I really wasn't getting them. Yeah, exactly. Got, me too. The only <laughs> one I remember getting was, like, Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, that Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just hell of I was like, I have no idea who this is. yeah. So, yeah, I think it will be a, a pretty cool challenge just to uh, kind of give people a taste of what they were going through. That's real life. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the total score at the end was Oksana with zero, Maxine with one, AJ and Caitlin both at two, and Naomi was the winner with three. That's right. So Naomi is, uh, you know, getting uh, getting ahead of the leaderboards again for immunity this week. We go to commercial break and 
when we come back, there's a bragging rights recap. I'll play a clip here for uh, for the reason why the main event is happening later tonight. <laughs> but then uh, let's briefly talk about the bragging rights concept where I think you and I were mentioning it on one of the last recordings where it was a cool concept to begin with. But as they went along, it was kind of the same thing we were mentioning. Like, what are they even uh, <laughs> fighting about? <laughs> Don't you dare shake his hand. In fact, I am ordering you to step out of the ring or you will be fired. Now, John, you have got the best spot in the house to witness the demise of the Viper. The pack of feral dogs. And again, Cena looking on, just, just helpless. Can't do anything. Public humiliation of John Cena continues, but the ultimate humiliation could come Sunday if Cena actually helps Wade Barrett win the WWE Championship from Randy Orton. There's no, there's no prize, and granted, they finally converted it to Survivor Series now. But even then, it's the same thing that you got all these. But I think what I remember most about bragging rights is that they did the same thing, kind of like what we, what we just did with Survivor Series with all three bands cross jumping and attacking the other people mm -hmm. but what i remember about bragging rights is that people would you know they would go to the other brand beat them up and actually like injured them to you know kayfabe injured them out of commission and when you think about it it's like why are these fools doing this again? <laughs> like just <laughs> so you mean like they had bragging rights and survivor series they had a yeah at this point they had both uh both shows and to make it worse they had bragging rights and then survivor series <laughs> so it's like oh, this is october <laughs> yeah, yeah so i'm just okay so we're literally just gonna do the same type of show two months in a row <laughs> i don't know man i just don't get it i don't understand it yeah. I, don't, I don't get it i don't even get it now like, yeah i get it that you guys are like which one is better but it's like you don't get nothing like, yeah but the uh the main event for this show was uh, our boy Wade Barrett going up against Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. That's right. Not only that, he had uh, John Cena in his pocket. So that's right. We shall see what the results are on the next episode. That is right. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I thought it was a good promo, and even the commentators finally got serious and they put over this. Uh, this pay-per-view as opposed to putting over the show that they're oh no man they had to do what they really got paid for yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just so funny how they just after they showed the promo they were back in like serious mode they're like oh yeah like despite uh all the lollygagging going on like this uh main event could really determine the future of the the company WWE. <laughs> it's like, just like okay <laughs> all right i guess <laughs> so, so afterwards we go to uh, another backstage promo with goldust and oksana Goldus was thanking Oksana for saving the million dollar title. Uh, I don't remember the context of this. I don't know if this happened on Raw or SmackDown, but I'm guessing it had must have something must have happened with the title on one of those shows. <laughs> Man, that fool Davey Ossie probably tried to steal it. Yeah, yeah. Repossess it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you it took it from me. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute, it's not even yours. Yeah. <laughs> So they're talking about the wedding proposal and mentioning that it's going to be in two weeks time. And yeah, Goldus wants to make it even more official by giving her a ring. And of course, it is made out of pure gold. <laughs> so disappointed. Uh, so yeah, afterwards, this is the uh, part that seemed very, very suspicious because we go straight into our main event of the show which is Naomi and Kelly Kelly going up against the Bella Twins. Even uh, even Cole at the start of this match is just like, yeah, I don't even know what to say about this show anymore. <laughs> and uh, oh, he, he even says that, yeah, I don't even go on websites. And then Josh is like, you mean you don't go on the Internet? <laughs> so they're already just kind of like going back and forth. I love how like 
I remember at this time that Michael Cole was so against the internet. Yeah. He just, but then it, the internet took over, man. It won. Yeah. <laughs> the internet actually beat Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah, the internet beat Michael Cole. It's like, you tripping. The internet is the future. Yeah. As the match started, to me, you know, looking back with, uh, with the future goggles on this actually just seemed like a regular match because Naomi just fit already. You know what I mean? It just, it just felt like a total pro versus pro match. And I was like, Oh yeah. Naomi. It did, Cause I was looking at who was in there and I was like, well, I mean, technically like Naomi's almost more polished than y'all in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had four or three pros and one rookie, but as you just said, yeah, Naomi was, probably already on par if not surpassing them at this I'm point telling you man and and this is not even this is 10 years ago so imagine that like ridiculous yeah like the bells didn't like what is this 2020 right now like the bells didn't start getting good like 2017 yeah but it, but even with that i would say that to start off the match kelly kelly hits her uh trademark head scissors spin and Oh, and she actually even does that uh that thing that Owen Hart used to do with the uh, grabbing onto the rope. And oh, yeah, then the little backflip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. I seen that and I popped. Yeah. <laughs> so as much as I just said that, you know, Naomi has is already leaps and bounds between the uh the twins and Kelly Kelly, I will actually give Kelly Kelly some props because this is uh twenty ten and Kelly Kelly debuted roughly at the end of 2006 with ECW with WWE's version of ECW. Oh so I remember watching some of her matches then and comparing it to this match, you can tell that she's definitely polished up her fundamentals a lot. So I'll give her I'll give her definitely the credit that uh that probably a lot of people didn't give her at this time because just seeing that four-year improvement like you can tell that she's polished at that point. At least now like I guess when I think about these type of people coming back, it's mm-hmm. like, well, at least they have somewhere they know they can go to train in yeah. the PC. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you think about anybody making yeah. progression, then, yeah, it's like, where did you go? Yeah, like, yeah. So you know, like, big ups to whoever took the time, like, even back in the day, to get better at their craft. When it was like, like, how did they even really find the time to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what I mean, not everybody wanted to go to ovw to go use the ring over there so it's like what were they even doing i guess they just had to like go you know you had to maybe get into the building like right after the ring was set up and just like go probably practice like that so mm-hmm. big ups to anybody making improvements yeah and you got to think that a lot of them didn't even have that luxury where they probably just had to learn it on house shows and the actual mm-hmm. tv tv tapings at that point at that point then kelly actually tags out to naomi and I had to hear that I really like how Naomi and Brie Bella have uh, a nice uh, sequence after that where they do like a floating snap mirror and then uh, some enziguri kicks. So I think they actually work pretty well together. And mm-hmm. now I'm actually looking forward to if we see them wrestle in a couple matches later down the road in uh, 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah, at that point, then those two definitely improved since then. So for them to have such good chemistry now, I could imagine like their future matches being really, this is true. Yeah. Like you almost kind of forget how long Naomi's been with the company mm-hmm. and like the different things that she's done up until the point where she really, or you really started to notice like, you know what? She can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like she'd been like that. She just hadn't had the right opportunities to show it. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Nikki comes in and starts defending her sister, but she does it illegally where she just does a Luthes <laughs> and uh, has to go back, but finally gets the the tag in. And yeah, she showed a lot of fire here and she was just like genuinely attacking Naomi at this point, going full Austin by uh, stumping a mud hole in her. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Walking it dry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, p- pulling in her spiritual rattlesnake at that point. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Spirit animal. <laughs> Josh was trying to make a point and Cole cuts him off. And Josh definitely goes into half K mode where he's like, hey, hey man, calm down. This isn't uh, Friday nights. I can actually talk back to you. Here. Nice. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn. Nah, he showed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Nikki uh, remains in control until Naomi sits down to uh, to do a jog- jawbreaker to get out of the mood. But uh, the camera doesn't really catch the the move as much. It catches it at the at the very end mm-hmm. where you couldn't really see the impact. That you just kind of heard it and you seen her sit down. It's like I wonder what happened. Here. Yeah, exactly. So some uh, minus points there for the production team that will be reflected. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in the closing sequence, Naomi is uh, on the offense again against Brie Bella, 
But then the referee gets distracted by Kelly Kelly. And yeah, Nikki just uh, pulls Naomi down as she bounces off from the ropes. And Brie Bella kind of looks at her and hesitates. And then Nikki's just like, what are you doing? And then just like literally grabs her her own sister by the hair and just shoves her out. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Nikki just goes for the pin herself and, and gets the victory at 437. Distracted by Kelly. Three once again confused by the antics of Nikki. Well, I think that was the little switcheroo. Nikki taking matters into her own hands. They call that twin magic, and the Bellas with a very aggressive Nikki that Bree still can't understand. Pick up the win. Very impressive. If I'm Bree, I'm not complaining. The Bellas picked up the victory thanks to Nikki here tonight. Yeah, after the match, you can tell like Bree is still kind of thrown off by. The whole thing so i think you were mentioning before we were recording that i don't know if this is the first instance or one of the many instances of the bella twins bella betrayal yeah of the bella betrayal uh what's the legacy i guess yeah pretty much man it's just like a story with them yeah i kind of now want to do a, a chronological look kind of how we were talking about the big show's heel and face during this like, how many times the bell twins have like betrayed each other yeah. got back together <laughs> and they're like 10 year run with the company and it's not even done yet i bet it's still like once they're uh once their kids start getting into wrestling they're probably gonna keep going into this uh sibling rivalry run this forever dude it's kind of sad when you think about it. They probably have had this storyline longer than uh, the legendary brothers of the past, like the Hart, the Hart brothers. And, uh, Dude, uh, who, they have. Like, yeah. they've had it going longer than, like, the Hearts. Because what? Owen and Brett only had that one kind of little feud, and mm-hmm. then they got back together as the Hart Foundation. Yeah. And That's then... true. That's very true. Uh, Rick and... Rick and, uh, Rick and Scott, they yeah. just kind of, like, separated... And then the company they work for folded, so they didn't know what to do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I remember Scott, like, attacking Rick at one point when he was uh, Big Papa Pump, but that was, like, once, and that was I feel like Rick got into the NWO after that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with uh, Booker T and us. Yeah, but they wasn't broken up for too long. They broke them up, and then they had Big T, which was just Ahmed Johnson, Mm -hmm. and then... I don't know. Stevie Ray wound up in the NWO. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he actually did. And then it just kind of, they just went their separate ways. Yeah. Like, but they only really had beef once. Mm-hmm. And the, the Bellas are the, and they twins. That's the I worst know. part. It's like, man, how y'all keep having beef? <laughs> when you're thinking, I think it's because they're thinking the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the only to. way I'm going to make it is without you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look at the Usos. They're inseparable. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they still dress the same. That's how you know they still love each other. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't got to that point where it's like, you know what? We're just going to look totally different. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely do a uh, history of <laughs> how many no times. No siblings have betrayed each other more than <laughs> yeah. the Bella Twins. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Like, the only two people who probably betrayed each other as many times as them is like, <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, <laughs> and, and yeah, that they're not even related. They're not even related, so it's expected. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> awesome. So that uh, so that does it for the network edition of this episode. But as we uh, as we noticed, it was it felt very short, and yeah, this episode ranks as technically the shortest episode of nxt so far at 33 minutes Mm -hmm. but uh yeah we kind of dug up the youtube version of this which is still available and i may even leave a link in there if you wanted to check it out but they actually cut a lot of stuff so i think what was happening is at this point since they moved over to dot com they were still trying to do like a legit hours worth of programming for the international market because Technically, NXT was still showing in different parts of uh, the uh, the world, but they just weren't broadcasting on sci-fi or in the U.S. anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were still broadcasting this. So you got to imagine how weird it must have been for international listeners to listen to this bickering between Michael Cole and, and Josh when they had in- English only. I would Because, mm. you know, of course, they have their own languages like in Spanish and mm-hmm. uh, in Japanese that 
probably don't include all that wackiness, but for all the other international markets that just only have the English version, it must have felt really weird to listen to this commentary where they're openly bashing the show. Oh, you know what? Now that you just said that, like, I always wonder, like, I wonder how the commentators are in other languages. Like, mm-hmm. do they still kind of play the same kind of roles of like your color commentator and then your whatever the other commentator is, like the heel one and the face one? Or is it like, do they just call to action? It's interesting because I tried that where I think I was trying to watch the Royal Rumble that we went to in Japanese. And they, in the English subtitles, you can clearly see that they're still using the subtitles of whatever Corey Graves and Michael Cole were saying. Mm. So I don't know if, if, uh, yeah, in that case, I'm pretty sure the Japanese commentators are just calling the match, but not adding as much color to the, to the match, you Mm. know? So I, and yeah, I've definitely listened to episodes of Super Astros back in the day when the Spanish commentary is the only option you had. And yeah, they had a mix where they definitely were more broadcast heavy where they were just calling the match, but they would have some hints of color here and there, but it will, it wouldn't be the same as like what we are normal, uh, normally used to with, uh, didn't they have a new like name mini Nova or something? Yeah. Dude, Super Astros. Dude, I'm down to do a Super Astros podcast. I used, I used to watch Super Astros all the time. Yeah. I, I know. I didn't understand none of that shit. Yeah. I was just like, hey, man, I'm with it. Yeah. Well, Super uh, Astros was my stuff, man. <laughs> we should just do a, a second podcast with all these uh, defunct shows that never lasted, like Sat- Saturday Morning Slam and, uh, <laughs> and, and Jacked and Shotgun. All Shotgun these- <laughs> Saturday Night was dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should just do because eventually they're going to end. So we can just cover all of them. <laughs> Half K defunct shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, the uh, the part on the YouTube version that we did not get is, you know, just more ads for Knucklehead and just other, <laughs> <laughs> like, other promotional stuff for WWE. But they also cut a diva challenge where. They did the limbo (laughs) and this is referenced in the next episode. And so if you're thrown off, it's because this episode uh, cut that part from. uh, You know what? Seeing as we watched it, probably because they was out there cheating, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So like two of them, they made it to the finals, but it was only two of them actually limboing. So yeah. Rest of girls was cheating. So they said, you know what? Nobody wants to see cheaters. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. First of all, congratulations, Oksana. It's time for our second Rookie Diva competition. We've tested your visual knowledge of the WWE. Naomi, you were very impressive. You won the competition, which means that you have two victories. You're one step closer to earning immunity from our elimination in two weeks' time. But now we're going to test the Divas' flexibility. We're going to find out exactly how low you can go with a little bit of limbo. What? So yeah, we we watched it and it didn't seem like there's anything wrong with it. So yeah, I, I really don't know why they they cut it from uh, the network version. It was stupid, probably. <laughs> All right, so we'll get into our uh, overall scoring and thoughts. So for commentary, I gave them a three, just because I, as much as I'll talk about this in the next categories as. M- as much as they um, went off track and definitely felt very distracting in in the, in the matches, I can't blame that on Cole and Josh. Mm. I think they were just doing their job and still trying to make the show as entertaining as possible. But I think the the way they went about booking it will uh, kind of reflect in my scores there. But as far as the commentary itself, I gave it a three because I still thought they did a good job of. Uh, pushing the uh their their actual money shows with the pay-per-views and raw and smackdown but uh over here they they're clearly being told to just freeform whatever here at this point uh what did you have here i had also the three Mm, okay um i felt like (laughs) kind of like what you said like they didn't do anything spectacular yeah but I guess you would I would say it's just average commentary because given what they had to comment on, mm-hmm. it was it was there. Yeah. Like it was there to give commentary for stuff that 
if you were watching, really didn't need much commentary, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah. but I can't fault them. Yeah, exactly. For almost like overstaffing. Like it's not their yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. So three. Yeah. No, I think you and I pretty much came to the same agreement there. So for matches, yeah, I had to give this a two just because not only were the matches short themselves, they kind of the point I made that the the way that the show was booked, they it was very distracting to I was legitimately trying to give it my full attention because I knew that I couldn't hear anything that was happening because mm-hmm. you had the commentary with Alicia Fox and Vicky Guerrero and you had Michael Hull and Josh on the side. So it was very hard to focus. And on top of that, yeah, the chemistry that the first match had wasn't the same. I gave it, I didn't want to give it a 1.5 because I, like I had mentioned before, I thought the chemistry between uh, the four women in the mm-hmm. the second match was, was pretty good that I, I just kind of have it. I had to even it out, but I also had to factor in how short the episode was as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I also went to mm-hmm. uh, sheer or just for the sheer number of matches. Yeah, I would have probably have wanted to go three just because I really enjoyed uh, the tag team match, mm-hmm. actually, because it came together a lot better than I originally thought that it was going to. Yeah, um, but. I think the first match brought this technically brought the score down. Yeah. yeah, So I couldn't, I feel like I couldn't go any higher than two. Yeah. No, I, I uh, definitely agree with that. So for me, yeah, I, I think this is my lowest score with production ever where I, I had to give it a two where I am normally very forgiving with production and kind of cueing it. But, I had to drop it there just because of one, well, a couple of reasons, just because, yeah, for the awkwardness that this show was uh, cut down for no real apparent reason. And for, yeah, the the pacing of it, where the first match was so distracting with like that whole concept of the open mics. Mm-hmm. And then you combined it with Josh and Cole not really caring about the match, you know, in storyline purposes, that it really kind of took me out of the experience. And I was really trying to like focus on the match and it just didn't happen. And yeah, just the overall flow of the show didn't make sense when you cut a segment out. It it just does it leaves you with uh whenever you have to like question what's happening, then you're already taken out of the experience. And mm-hmm. and that happened with this show and the the next episode at uh because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh production I also went to. Ooh. Uh-huh. Um just because like you can't take 20 minutes out of yeah. you know, the show. And not edit it to where you make it seem like it never happened. Yeah, like because yeah. even in this episode, Goldust was like wishing Oksana good luck on in the limbo competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got through the episode, it's like, wait a minute, something's missing. <laughs> yeah, maybe I imagined it. Yeah, and then like <laughs> they went on to the next episode and like mentioned it. So I was like, wait a minute, I didn't imagine it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I felt like I couldn't give any like they didn't do their just basic function of presenting a cohesive show. Mm-hmm. So I went to yeah. And I think the uh, the other part, too, is if you're going to cut something, it might as well be a promo package or something and not a challenge because that's what the whole show is based on. Yeah, now. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Pull out bragging rights. Yeah, yeah. But they can't. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> At the same time, they can't. <laughs> and yeah, for entertainment, I kind of just had to go halfway because it, it did feel like half a show because of the time that was cut. Mm. So I had to give it a uh, 2.5 where uh, kind of a combination of the two where... I think since the show is almost half of what we normally get and I really only enjoyed the later half of that episode that, yeah, I I think I just had to kind of split it down the middle at that point. I just changed mine from I went three to two point five, actually, just because I couldn't. uh, I was like, you know what? In retrospect, the episode just wasn't that entertaining Mm -hmm. for me. It didn't do its basic function of like basic entertainment. So Mm -hmm. two and a half. Man, I think we uh, we came up identical in this one, then, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, we did make the rainbow. <laughs> and yeah, we uh, we came out identical. And the score for this week's episode is a 2.4, which is coming up there with the uh, episode 32 with 
2.2. Jesus, what happened in that episode? Uh, that episode. <laughs> that was the uh, season premiere of all episodes. Oh, no, no. It was... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, that wasn't the season this premiere. It's pretty low to have had, had matches and, and still get like almost as low as that. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have slightly bumped up if we had gotten the the limbo contest just to kind of add continuity in there. Yeah. You would have been able to just at least round out yeah. like certain things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's very interesting how a show that had two matches is almost on par with the one that had no matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, like if they just would have threw the limbo thing in there as like kind of cheesy as it was, mm-hmm. I would have probably did production and entertainment probably at three. Mm-hmm. So. And and even then, I we were just watching it and there was some funny bits there from Josh and Cole. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have at least entertained me a bit more. Yeah, actually, yeah, production probably would have been 2.5 because the first match was still kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it would have been for sure higher. Yeah. There you go. But that's your bad. Yeah. <laughs> we are only reviewing the network episodes. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, I only only I can only review what you give me. Yes. I exactly. only I take what I was given. <laughs> you take what we want. <laughs> Lex Luger, giant. Nice. We're going for the gold, sucker. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we coming for you. <laughs> I don't know why I have that memorized. <laughs> <laughs> That was straight from my memory. It's <laughs> iconic, man. <laughs> Hold up. In the next episode, we actually have a uh, pretty interesting main event. I won't spoil who the mystery team is, but they will be going one-on-one. Or I should say they will be in a tag team matchup with Oksana and Goldust. So mm. I'll just say that they are some very gold-licious. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better word for gold but goldlicious is the only thing that came to my head <laughs> they just want gold <laughs> that's uh gold members there you go <laughs> some gold members will be going up against gold dust and oxana so yeah that uh that pretty much does it i uh yeah i will apologize for the shorter episode this week since uh as uh, Larry Larry had mentioned, we can only review what you give, you give us. <laughs> Take what we're giving. We can't give anything more than what we're giving, man. We're going after Lex Luger and the Giant. Come on, man. Do you have any shout out? I um, I will give another shout out to our boys at Tune Sweet. So yeah, I'll uh, give them a shout out, and their handle is at Tune Sweet Pod on Twitter. And I believe they also have a uh, Instagram as well. So that is my shout out for the week. What about you? Man, shout out to um, John Moxley. Oh, yeah. And uh, everything in AEW. All right. So that will do it for this episode. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my shout outs for this week. So we shall see you next time.